This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. I'm your host, JP. Today, we're taking a trip up to across Wisconsin. We're going to be talking about the mighty Mississippi River and the Wisconsin, the Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa area in which uh, pulls seven, eight, and nine encompass. Our guest today is Jeremiah Burrish. He is the head uh, travel commission with uh, La- Explore Lacrosse. Uh, not only is he that, he's also a talented kayak angler who knows how to pull some money when it comes to competitions up that way and a really good person to be around when you're up in lacrosse so without any further ado welcome jeremiah hey man how's it going thanks for having me super excited to be here talk lacrosse and some fishing two of the greatest things on earth i think oh man you ain't kidding you know i we first met um for the Trail Series Championship uh, back in October, 
And I, you know, I never really knew four and a half hours or no, four hours away that uh, lacrosse was in my backyard like that. And I can't wait to get back up there. There's so much to do and explore. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, lacrosse is just kind of a big, small town, you know, and the, the whole region is is kind of that way. It's, uh, you know, everything is close. You're never more than a few minutes from a launch um, to get on the river and, or any of the backwaters or anything like that. And then the restaurants, the dining, everything else is just it's phenomenal and ton of stuff to do if you like the outdoors, the recreation, outdoor recreation, the trails, the everything. I mean, it's just it's a phenomenal place. It really is. And and if you've if you've ever visited, you know what I'm talking about. It's just kind of a it's a special place. It's not like the rest of, you know, Wisconsin or the Midwest. It's called the Driftless region. We have the the beautiful limestone bluffs that overlook the the Mississippi River and the valleys and the river valleys and all the different, you know, tributaries and everything. It's just really gorgeous and it, it's kind of just like stepping back in time, um, you know, when you when you kind of see this area because it's not really, like I said, it's not like the rest of the Midwest where it's a little flatter or rolling hills. I mean, this is kind of, you know, Ozarks type of feel and it, it's just beautiful mm-hmm. and and it's just uh, there's a ton to do and it, it's just it's a, it's a it's a paradise, you know. Yeah, and you hit it on the head. And, you know, for our listeners who've never been to lacrosse, it really does put you back. If anybody here has read uh, Tom Sawyer Sawyer and Huck Finn, man, that's how I feel. uh, That's how I felt when I went up to lacrosse and uh, was, you know, poking around. It's literally what you had imagined when you read that book is how lacrosse is. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, it's... You know, Mark Twain wrote about it and says it's a choice place, and and you know, it's just we actually have a Tom Sawyer's and a Huck Finn's restaurant right, <laughs> right here on the river. That you know, they're two restaurants right next to each other, and they're it's kind of the same thing. It just is. You're you're absolutely right. That's exactly that that kind of feel is is really what it's like here. So let's talk a little about bit about yourself, Jeremiah. How long? Sure. Can, uh, you know, what are you in right now? Sorry, you cut out on me there, Jason. I, I didn't catch what you said there. Kind of yeah, lagging no on me a little bit in general. So how long have you been uh, kayak fishing, and what vessel are you in? Sure. So I started uh, in 2017. Um, I, uh, I brought up a, a kayak bass fishing trail event um, to lacrosse, and uh, Chad came in and uh, – uh, I took him out the day before the tournament. I had never actually kayak fished, to, to be honest with you, um, and I wasn't planning on fishing that tournament or anything else, and um, just had it scheduled here, and uh, I took Chad out the day before to get some filming done, and um, we had a great time, caught a lot of fish, a lot of top water, a lot of frog fishing, uh, you know, Senkos on laydowns, things like that, and co- just caught an unreal amount of fish, and uh, just had a great time, and afterwards and stuff and i, I just kind of asked him i was like is it conflict of interest if i if i fish this tournament i, I mean like i don't want to you know make anybody mad or do anything like that and he and he's like no nah, man go ahead i got an extra kayak you can use and i was like well I'll, i got a skiff you know the my buddy's skiff that i can use and he's like well no you can't at the time you couldn't use those or i still don't think you can actually use a skiff technically but um but anyway i couldn't use that so i was like all right i guess i will use your kayak you know and <laughs> And uh, kind of learned real fast how to to uh, fish a tournament. That the first tournament I finished in third in that event and actually qualified for the national 
event down at Kentucky Lake the the following March and uh, kind of just jumped in both feet after that. So that was in August of 2017. I fished that one tournament that year and then a uh, couple tournaments in 18, including the national championships where I went down and, and learned real fast that not every fishery is the same. And uh, <laughs> the Kentucky, Kentucky Lake showed me, uh, showed me what's up. I mean, I only, that was a, that was a total learning trip, you know, uh, two days and I got, I registered one fish. So that was tough days, but, um, Ledge and then fishing at I, its best. Yeah, exactly. Well, now it's crazy times. I don't know if, you know, if anybody remembers that, but it was, the water was like at record highs and then they dropped it like insane amounts to blow their winter pool. And in March and those fish were about ready to spawn and then they just moved way back out. And, you know, me being as early, as new as I was in the kayak, I wasn't ready to go out deep finding ledges and things like that. You know, I was going to fish shallow and, and try to find some fish. And I, I really struggled doing that. I did have one spot that, um, uh, I thought what we would do well on, but it, they were all small fish, real small fish. And uh, I wish we would have went there on day one because the water went up just a few inches and it was kind of the big sandy area. And and uh, the guy that was in second had, had went to that spot. So he, it would uh, was the right choice. I just second-guessed ourselves and wish we would have went there then. But that's all right. Learn from it, man. It was a great, great experience and just kind of been hooked ever since. And it's just a ton of fun. Been doing more and more tournaments every year. And um, having a little bit of success, which is fun and kind of upgraded. Got, I'm on, uh, I'm paddling a bonafide SS 127 now. Love it. Absolutely incredible cool. vessel. Um, you know, there's a lot of great vessels out there, but that one fits me. It's, I'm a shit, like I said, I'm a shallow, shallow water angler. I fish in inches of water a lot of times. Like I, I tell everybody all the time, if my paddle's not touching on every stroke, it's, it's too deep. And, uh, <laughs> I can't, I mean, I mean, I mean it, it's, I fish shallow and, and so that works for me. It's, you know, it's a, it's a high seat. It's super stable so I can stand up, throwing in really heavy vegetation, things like that. And so it's, you know, it's just a sturdy platform and um, lightweight, easy to jump, you know, from uh, uh, launch to launch during the tournament days or anything like that if you're going to move. And so I just, I, I love it. But and again, it's everybody's different, but that one is absolutely perfect for me. Cool, cool. Now let's uh, let's bust out the question of all questions. What is your PB bass out of lacrosse? Out of lacrosse is actually uh, was actually at the Challenge Championships last year. I caught a twenty incher um, on day two. Um, actually, I set three PBs during that tournament. Uh, I caught oh, yeah? a nineteen and a half in literally the waning seconds of day one uh, mm -hmm. to get about a four and a half inch upgrade. On day one, and then uh, day two, I caught a a twenty incher, and then uh, I was actually kind of going to paddle back and and hit that a second spot in uh, and relaunch and hit a second spot like with an hour and a half remaining. And on my paddle back to towards the boat or to the truck, I was pitching up into some area with the swim jig, and I caught another nineteen and a half. And I said, I think I think I'll stay here, so I stayed there and fished out <laughs> the rest of the day and. I didn't end up upgrading anymore, but uh, but it, it was good enough to to finish me where I did, and that was uh, second and third in those those two events that were run conjunction. So, yeah, that was those three actually. I, I just caught a nineteen and a half on uh, Monday of last week, also to get up there. But um, 
just the 120 inch the Mississippi River's got a lot of phenomenal fish a lot of the a lot of fish that are the same size in that two and a half three pound range uh you know a lot of 16 and a half 17 17 and a half 18s are are more difficult to come by but you find them um pretty prevalent but man those 19 19 and a half 20s they're they're tough to come by on the Mississippi River they're there you just really gotta you really gotta search them out and, and find them and they're just a little more difficult so um, I've seen bigger, like Tyler Cole caught 21 and a quarter last year during that tournament. That was a hog. Yeah. I mean, that thing was, that's a monster <laughs> on the Mississippi River. That thing is so long. So and I've seen some, uh, you know, when the Bassmasters have been here and some, some other big events have been here, I've seen some absolute toads brought out of the Mississippi River, but they're, they're fewer and far between, that's for sure. Yeah, most definitely, you know, and not only between our event that we had up there, but, you know, looking back on, you know, when Bassmasters was here, when uh, Latimer put on put on the clinic with the frog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. There's just a lot of fish to be had in that area. So oh. that, that dives into the topic we're going to talk about. Um, let's talk about the Mississippi itself, you know, the fishery of the Mississippi. If not, you know, for us, we're bass fishermen, but there's such a diverse range of fish in that uh, river system. Uh, let's talk about what we can catch throughout uh, the seasons as uh, the year goes on for people looking to go up to lacrosse. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Mississippi River is one of the most diverse uh, river systems. Freshwater, it is the most uh, diverse freshwater system uh, in the in the North America, I believe. Uh, don't I don't quote me on the U.S. for sure, but I, I believe it's North America. It's um, it has 100. We have 119 species in the Mississippi River. Um, you know, and and so I mean, whatever you're after, it's virtually here. The only, I mean, really, the only exceptions are um, that would you'd still find around this area uh, that aren't in this system are like lake trout and salmon. Virtually everything else is in these systems. Um, you know, you, you there's just if you're a walleye guy, it's an incredible walleye fishery, you know, giant northerns and more northerns than you could ever count. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, if I had a northern day the other, you know, if it was a tournament the other day, I mean, I would have just absolutely demolished them. And they took quite a few of my frogs They're you know, they're toothy critters that like that, but yeah. just incredible northern fishery, big pike everywhere, um, fun to catch. Um, you know the pan fishing is incredible big slabs for bluegills and crappies and and jumbo perch which are are phenomenal in the spring and the fall and uh, and of course ice fishing i mean we we've there's a few videos out there now that's really kind of starting to let that secret out that the the jumbo perch on the mississippi river and those backwaters are are second to none you know even the you know the people that devil's lake which is an incredible fishery too and a great jumbo perch factory um but we're right on par if not even excelling in in that you know it's just there's just i mean they're footballs <laughs> it's they're just fun <laughs> to catch and they're they're just great to see and it, it's just it's just a beautiful fish and um but yeah i mean 119 species the, the mississippi river is full of them whatever you like to catch the um and then off off the mississippi river in the main channels and those backwaters we have all these freshwater streams that are uh, naturally spring-fed you know, a constant 52 degrees, crystal clear waters um, running through the, the coolies and the valleys that are just chock full of trout. I mean, absolutely chock full of trout. So if you're a trout angler, there isn't, 
there's more miles of, uh, of freshwater trout, cold water uh, trout streams here in uh, the driftless area than anywhere in the country. Um, so it's, it's another, again, it's, it's so diverse and such a great fishery for everything. It's just, it's, it's a pretty cool place. Absolutely. So you guys in Wisconsin are somewhat ahead of the rest of the country in that, in that unique predicament that everything is opened up for business now. Um, including camping, lodging, uh, almost everything. What events are coming up for uh, for lacrosse for fishing wise now that um, the the state has opened up and loose or has let go of the restrictions? Is everything still on as planned? Um, so yeah, it's, so it's kind of a unique situation, absolutely, with with what Wisconsin has going on. Um, but um, every municipality and local county and everything has actually their own kind of set up their own plans and everything. Um, so the biggest event that we have coming up um, in June is uh, the the high school national fishing championships, bass fishing championships by put on by the Student Angler Federation, which is part of the, the Bass Federation. Um, you know, last year it was down at uh, Florence, Alabama, and uh, it was at Pickwick, and you know, they had over 400 boats. There's two kids and a, a boat captain in, in, in uh, each boat. So just a huge tournament, four-day event. They practice for four days prior to that. So it's an absolutely huge event. Obviously with everything going on, travel isn't gonna be quite the same. We're not gonna have the same turnout. I'm expecting 200, 250 boats still, but it's been an absolute process in, uh, you know, literally every day, every minute is changing on what we can or what we can't do. We never really know in all honesty. Um, but I think as of yesterday, I figured out how we can actually still host this event. Um, you know, our local municipalities put on a, uh, uh, an ordinance or a, a guideline that they weren't letting any um, facilities be used uh, with 10 or, or more people in whether it's a park or any city uh, facilities and so obviously our weigh-ins there's more staff at the weigh-in than there are you know than 10 so it was kind of an interesting situation but I was able to figure out putting it on uh, hosting it in different locations and and so that that big event is going to be really our first one uh, first major event um, that'll be kicking off the season for us there's some smaller more local events and and fishing tournaments coming up before that but that'll really be the first one. And, and uh, you know, we really hope to set the tone and, and have a lot of things in order with, um, you know, how we're going to social distance and the guidelines and practicing, um, you know, all the safety issues that we need to get through. And only one kid at a time is, is coming up with their bags to weigh in the fish. And uh, they're doing it in flights so that, uh, you know, we're keeping it only to, you know, 20, 20 teams at a time, but only one person per team is coming up with a bag of fish. Mm -hmm. um, the tanks are more spread out. Um, only really two people are at a tank, on one on each side, and they actually have a divider down the middle, like a plexiglass divider. So there's, no, you know, um, kind of like you see in that restaurants and everything else now. Um, so really, in, in, and then spectator-wise, we're keeping it absolutely to a minimum. Um, if you're, you know, if you're, it's really just parents and that's really about it, but it's all live webcast and stuff too. So we're really pushing to really not even come to the weigh-in if you, if you really don't have to, we would appreciate that. But if you, uh, if you do come in, we have extra security on hand. We're going to, you know, if your kids are, or whatever, 
get done weighing in, we're going to ask them to go so that the next parents can get in there and, and do that. Because we really, it's important to us to set the tone and, and show how we can responsibly host an event uh, of this magnitude and, um, and so that we can continue to host all these other events throughout the year uh, safely and, and responsibly. So really, that's the, the first one coming up. And and uh, and then obviously we have, you know, the Hobie BOS, the Bass Open Kayak Series, July 11th and 12th. We got the Wisco Bass Series, which is um, actually a uh, uh, the, the state championships for Bass Nation, which is a qualifier then for the um, uh, the classic uh, event, the kayak championships in conjunction with the classic next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, then we actually have the August 15th is the Bass Nation Kayak Series too. So we actually are hosting that one as well. I'll see that. <laughs> yeah. I'll see that one. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you're not coming to a couple more, man. That 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 Hobie BOS is going to be a good one too. That's going to be a lot of fun, and I think a, a great group of guys are going to and girls are going to be up here fishing that event. That's going to be a lights out show as always, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we got a lot. And then just recently too, I, I don't know if you've seen that too, but the uh, the super tournament that Major League Fishing and FLWs uh, put together the their super tournaments, which is 209 anglers it's 56 of the major league fishing guys joining the pro circuit of flw for three events and and uh lacrosse is one of those stops you know so um just really exciting all the stuff yeah oh yeah it'll be a great one you know edwin evers won the the red crest championship here last year and so he's excited to come back you know and and they obviously weren't on schedule to do that but now they are and and so uh yeah, I think they're going to put on another great show for us, and it's all going to be live webcast of all every day on the water, um, the weigh-ins, everything else. So that one right now, there's no expo or anything planned, but we're kind of just same thing day by day. We take it and and see what um, what plays out here going forward, and um, you know, at the end of July and into August as that event unfolds, to see if we can have spectators and things like that. But yeah, we're just excited to get some fishing underway. Yeah, rightfully so, you know, and kudos to you for taking on the challenge of trying to make this as safe as possible with everything going on in the world, uh, you know, nowadays. You know, I, I, I could only imagine how much of an undertaking it is, but knowing you personally, you know, I, you're the kind of person who will put the foot forward to make sure it happens. So hats off to you for that, man. That's That's awesome. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, there's a literally up until yesterday, it was the last call before we pulled the plug on uh, on the event and had to cancel it. And uh, uh, the last call got a, a little light at the end of the tunnel. After I mean, I I mean, I don't know what you know, Plan R S T V X W. I, I don't know where I'm at. You know, it, there's just last week I was pulling my hair out trying to figure out how to host this thing and and. Um, you know, and we had great guidelines set up and everything, but finally, you know, found a, a little a little glimmer of hope and, and made it happen. I mean, we were, again, ready to pull the plug with both the Student Angler Federation was ready to, you know, send out their press release and send it to all the athletes and everything like that. And I said, once, I'd let me make one more call. I, I have an idea. And, and uh, yeah, it, it luck, we got lucky and, and uh, are able to make it work by, again, being really creative and and uh being really safe in everything we do and again we're going to make sure that 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 is the case and and be you know even even more so like i said so that um we can really 
really lead the way, hopefully, in, in how to host an event like that um, so that other communities and, and other locations, and as well as us throughout the rest of this, the summer, can uh, can do it safely and responsibly. So, Right on. All right, well, we talked about fishing. Let's talk about exploring lacrosse. Let's talk about I'm taking my family, I'm taking my friends, or others are taking their family and friends. So this next portion of the segment is going to be focusing on what lacrosse has to offer off the water. So I'm going to start here with this. And this was kind of interesting when I was out there. I want your on three restaurants that you would recommend to anybody coming up to uh, lacrosse. It doesn't necessarily have to be lacrosse. It could be you know, it's the lacrosse area because I know we yeah. went for the north. And south. But if you had to give your recommendations, what would they be? Well, that's a great question. Um, man, it's tough. There's so many great restaurants in this area. It's really difficult. Um, I know some are paying you off, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I wish. I wish that were the case. Paying me off in steaks, man, I wish. But, <laughs> um, for sure, for sure. If you know, if you're, when I, for me personally, when I go somewhere and, and spend, uh, you know, spend a weekend somewhere, I always seek out one higher end restaurant that I want to spend a little extra money on, and uh, and get a just a superb meal. And if, so the one restaurant that I would do that at would be the Waterfront here in downtown La Crosse. The Waterfront is uh, is an exceptional. Uh, restaurant. It, it, it's first of all, it's reasonable for lunch and stuff like that, and and great lunch, and and they have great specials every night of the week. But um, it's a, it's just a beautiful location right on the Mississippi River in downtown La Crosse. And then by far the best steak I've ever had in my life came from there. It's like a 45 day aged uh, uh, steak that I mean it just melted in your mouth, and the flavor. I, I just. I can't even begin to explain how good this steak was. <laughs> and uh, escargot, I never once would have said I was going to ever eat escargot. And then I tried it there and it was just unbelievable. And like just literally everything there. I've never had anything there that's not been just like out of this world good. So for a higher end restaurant here in town, the waterfront, no question about it. Uh, and the location, it's just, it's beautiful. Eat out on the patio, stuff like that. Um, kind of sticking with that theme of, uh, the location, I would go up to, to on Alaska. Um, they have, uh, boy, there's a couple of great restaurants up there too. I'm now I'm second guessing myself. Uh, but, but, um, Red Pines, I would say is probably the next one. It's, uh, just the like, same thing. It's, you know, it's a little more, sandwiches and uh, great homemade pizza and things like that but it's right on lake on alaska so another beautiful setting um just a, a cool environment a little more of a bar feel but they kind of have a, a you know a restaurant um room and everything but and then an own its own patio that's heated in the winter or open during the summer that's uh again right on the lake which is gorgeous and just great food again I've, the fish is phenomenal for friday fish um, you know, again, haven't had anything there that's not been absolutely delicious. Um, and then lastly, whew, I don't know. Oh, there's, again, there's, it's tough. Um, 
I would probably say Buzzard Billy's would be the other one. It's downtown lacrosse again. Um, it's, uh, I always get the same thing because, well, their appetizers are unbelievable. They're, they have, you know, alligator is, is phenomenal. It's a Cajun restaurant, but all the flavors are just mind-blowing flavors on every bite. Um, you know, their armadillo eggs are just phenomenal. It's like a bacon-wrapped sausage with, you know, jalapeno popper inside that that is just like, again, out of this world good. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just, a, it's a Cajun restaurant. And like I said, uh, I, I've had, I don't know how many visitors have come in into our office and have said, you know, I've been to, I've been to Louisiana, I've eaten, uh, you know, Cajun food down there and Buzzard Billy's is by far the best Cajun food we've ever had. And, uh, I, I can't, I can't compare it. I've only ever had Buzzard Billy's. I've never been to Louisiana or been able to compare it, but man, that food is good. And, and I always get their, uh, it's a, just this huge chicken breast that is deep fried and and then covered in like uh, a seafood gravy. It's a seafood chicken au gratin, it's called, and it's just a seafood gravy with crab and and shrimp and crawfish and oh my god! And it's just it's terrible for you. It's a heart attack every bite, but my god, is it good? And yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go there after work now. Thanks, Jason. My goodness, I mean, it was that's quite the contrary to what I had when I was up there. You know, I went to river. I thought going to River Rats was delicious. Now I, I got to check these out the next time I was there. And River Rats is a phenomenal same thing. Like I said, there's you're there's so many great places. It's so hard. You know, everybody's just got their their own little spin on thing. And River Rats is phenomenal. And what? How you found that, I don't even know. It's such a little hole in the wall back in, it's like an alley. It's literally back in an alley, which is, it's super yeah. cool. I love that place. But, um, you know, good for you for finding it because that's a, that's a neat, neat place right on the water too and really good food. Yeah, we went there and then the other restaurant we went to was in um, on Alaska. It was Literally at the stoplight where the Onalaska the um, Omni Center is. It's an mm -hmm. Italian restaurant at the, uh, right oh, at the yeah. turnoff. Angelini's. Yeah. Angelini's. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah. That was actually pretty good, too, when we all went there one night after. I think it was the, the first day of the tournament we went there uh, afterwards. Yeah. That wound up being good. Yeah, that's really good. He's, he's uh, I mean, straight from Chicago. If you talk to him, you'll... <laughs> You'll know he's a Chicago, and you know you talk to he, he blunt, and you know, and uh, <laughs> he's just a Chicago guy. And and uh, but man, the food is yeah, it's excellent. They they make a lot of great food. They have a little like a, a smaller thing down downtown as well. That's like they're just their sandwiches and hot dogs and stuff called Babos or Babos, and it's fantastic too. And uh, but yeah, their food's excellent and. Um, Man, if you ever get a chance to go there again, get their pizza if you didn't. But get the they do like a Philly pizza, or or like a, or sorry, like the uh, the hot beef, you know, like a Chicago yeah. hot beef. But they do it on a pizza. Chardonnay and, and everything on there. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm making going home hard for you now because you're gonna have to <laughs> decide for when you leave here. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Like I said, when I was up there, 
you know, those were the two restaurants that really stuck out to me. Uh, the third, though, was kind of it, it was kind of during the middle of lunch hour. We, me and you, and then the rest of the group, we wound up meeting there. I want to say that was um, oh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Do you remember that little? Uh, it was like a bar restaurant, um, right, just south of the uh, Omni Center. Yep, that was Blue Moon. Blue Moon, yep. that's it. Yep. Yeah, and Blue Moon's another good good restaurant too. They make a lot of great food too. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's tough. There's just so many great restaurants. It's there's not a lot of bad ones. If you get a chance, now I'm gonna spin it a little bit. If you get a chance to get breakfast here, I know it's tough when you're fishing and in, in tournaments and stuff <laughs> like that. But if you're here with the family and and have an extra day or spend the extra night or whatever, um, you know, there's a couple of phenomenal breakfast place that um, you know just yeah i'm a breakfast guy so i i absolutely love breakfast my favorite meal of the day phasey's downtown makes this incredible you know breakfast food um but then we have a place called uh, the breakfast club and pub right downtown in lacrosse too that the ambiance and just the the unique setting it's all uh it's all movies based on like uh it's the same director and i'm blanking on his name right now but um you know the guy he did uh the breakfast club movie and, and cool runnings and, um, you know, Canadian bacon and, yeah. and all those movies. And, and so the, the, the theme is all that same stuff. The, their menu is the same. Um, you know, it's got funny, funny names on all the, the, uh, the items on the menu that, you know, go with all the movies and, uh, they're playing the different movies and the, all the time on the TVs in there. And, uh, you know, they have like 80s music and MTV type of thing going nonstop. And, uh, and the food is great, too. It's just it's just a unique place. It's a cool setting. It's fun and um, and great food, too. And, and it's just it's just fun. Something else to check out. They, and they have food all day, but their breakfast is really good. And they're they make a uh, uh, just a, a Reuben omelet that is phenomenal too so that's what i again same thing again i every time i go there i get the ruben omelet because it's fantastic awesome and the guy who you're looking for uh what was his name hughes uh john hughes john yeah, hughes, john hughes. Yep, yep thank you yep. john hughes that's that's your man <laughs> yeah that's the one thank you yep everything is john hughes themed so every movie is yeah every all of his movies based so yeah. Well, I guess that's on my checkout list when I head back up there in August too, because I love breakfast as well. Yeah. You know why I love not as much as breakfast? Beer. <laughs> I'm jealous. So, I'm still at work. So, so let's talk breweries, man. I know yeah. there's uh, there's quite a few that's up that way. Would you care to elaborate on some of them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, tried and true, been around for the uh, probably the most amount of time in terms of craft breweries is uh, Pearl Street Brewery. Been around for 20 years now. Um, you know, their most popular beers like the Downtown Browns, Brown Ale, absolutely, you know, delicious beer. Um, they do a lot of a lot of IPAs and things like that. Cool, cool place to check out. Um, they just started canning. Uh, they've done bottles for forever. Uh, but they just started canning. They have a <laughs> they have a pretty cool new beer that they just started doing about two years ago now um, that they call a shitty light beer, which is that's literally the name is called I had that light beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you I think? did have that. Oh, it, yeah. 
that was that you know it's funny is a it, it's like if if course if no if bush if bush and let's say bush and stella were to make a child that's shitty yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can get that <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's uh it's a good beer and so it's that's a kind of a cool story the um uh shitty light beer was made because you know all the brew fests and stuff like that so the brewmaster was at these at these brew fests and they're pouring beers and stuff and everyone would always come up and say do you have any light beers you know i want to try light beer and then they don't make so the brewmaster would literally say i don't make shitty light beer i don't make shitty light beer i don't make shitty light beer <laughs> and and so finally they um uh, you know, they, they got to uh, talking about it, and they're like, well, let's come up with a beer called Shitty Light Beer. It's not actually a light beer, you know, it's, uh, but uh, that's what they call it. It's definitely a smoother drink. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's definitely, I think you kind of hit the nail right on the head. It's, it's got a little more flavor than, like, you know, your, nat- your normal light beers, um, but still very smooth and, and has more flavor and, and definitely isn't a shitty beer. It's, it's <laughs> for sure, it's pretty good. So uh, yeah, that's a good beer and fun, fun story to talk about. But and just a cool place. They have uh, shuffleboard and arcade games and just really neat place uh, and and cool brewery. And they do brewery tours and everything too. But um, so there's there's one great one, uh, Turtle Stack Brewery right downtown. It might be, uh, might be my. It's hard to say. It's hard to pick a favorite for me. In all honesty, uh, <laughs> there's just so many. You know. It just depends on what they're brewing at the time, but they consistently they just making a lot of great beers. Uh, cool place again, right downtown. They don't distribute or anything; it's just there in there in their um, you know everything in that that building there. Um, the uh, 608 Brewing Company is is just on the north side of the downtown area, which is phenomenal. Uh, they have a couple of sour beers that they've been making that. Uh, might be my favorite sour beers that I've ever had. One was, it's just, uh, they call it strawberries and cream that uh, during this quarantine, I may have had a few too many of those uh, sour beers from time to time, but they're delicious and had to support them, you know, during close time. So uh, those are excellent. Um, just uh, out town Alaska then, there's a winery and a brewery that are together and uh, it's called Lost Island Wine. They make great wine, and then their brewery is the Skeleton uh, Brew Crew, and uh, uh, or, I'm sorry, Skeleton Crew Brew. I always mix those up. Skeleton Crew Brew, and um, the same thing. Just good beers, neat place to check out. Very uh, tropical kind of atmosphere and, and cool area, um, you know. And, and then, so so breweries wise, those are you know some just some of the really good ones. We got the new distillery right in downtown too that. Ooh. makes phenomenal phenomenal drinks and the food is excellent as well a little unique you know take a little more hipster on their food and stuff like that but man is it good mm-hmm. um you know definitely unique food and and they're oh, it, it's all good stuff man it's tough to say and then if you're a wine drinker um i mean you're we're going right in, you're going in, right into it yeah you're perfect you're you're transitioning into my next questions. That's perfect. That oh, I was looking at your notes, you know, so I can see it from here, right? So, <laughs> but yeah, so the the wineries. I mean, that I should just direct you. We have a, a 
thing on our website, Explore Lacrosse, the craft beverage trail that um, we give away prizes for and stuff like that. Tickets to our our uh, beer, wine, and cheese festival that we host in uh, in May, uh, or I'm sorry, in April every year, the end of April. Unfortunately, we weren't able to host it this year, of course, but we will again next year, and it'll be back and better than ever. But um, uh, the craft beverage trail has all this information on it and the stops and everything you stop in and you know you get your punch or whatever it is but um uh has all these places and and the wineries again that's local wisconsin uh grapes that are are grown right at each site um you know beautiful locations just the atmospheres again are gorgeous sit out on the patio a lot of times there's music um branches winery on uh uh, just south of of lacrosse here does a, they have a stone stone uh, brick stone oven that makes incredible pizzas and um, you know um, El Maro Vineyard uh, towards Trempolo has uh, is award winning wines every year you know nationally award winning wines every year they and they've just added on to their facility and I did a tour of that and it's just absolutely unbelievable what what kind of stuff they're they're pumping out of that facility. Um, there's a, there's a, a winery here right on the north side of town that uh, uh, called DNA Vintners that she, her specialty is is cranberry wines because she works with uh, the Warrens, Toma, uh, Wisconsin Rapids area, you know, just our neighbors here um, to the east. And uh, she literally she makes all kinds of different cranberry wines and makes award-winning cranberry wines uh, and has a tasting room and uh, and all her stuff there. And it's it's excellent, absolutely delicious stuff. And so, yeah, there's no shortage of, of craft be- beverages for you, your wife, your families, who, you know, leave the kids at home with grandma for the night or something like that, or back at the hotel and, and go enjoy some beverages. It's, you have a good time for sure. Wow. So I really think now uh, I can convince Olivia to come with me to lacrosse because. <laughs> It's always you're just going to fish you're just going to fish and i'm like there's other things to do and now now this really seals the deal on it so yeah i, I think uh not only fishing but a uh, couple's retreat up that way is uh, in the near future as well absolutely and hit some of the attractions i mean man there's there's a lot of other cool stuff to do you know the there's a we have an axe bar axe throwing bar right downtown that is a great uh, couples night and they also own a, an escape room so you can do a deal with them you know you do a escape room and an axe throwing and uh and, and man that's fun if you haven't done that that's a lot yeah. of fun it's it's <laughs> it's pretty cool so and there's so there's a lot of cool date nights you can get out on the, the uh, lacrosse queen which is a paddle wheel boat right here off the, of uh, the mississippi river that takes you up and down the river and and does uh either historic tours pizza tours um you know, or, or just a social uh, tour up the river, you know, anywhere from about an hour long to uh, they have a much longer where they actually lock up um, about a two and a half hour uh, tour as well. But man, there's just so many cool attractions and things to do and and hiking trails and biking. If you're again, if you're a bicyclist, the mountain biking is phenomenal or, or road cycling or the rails to trails. Mm-hmm. So all these really nice flat paved or, uh, you know, uh, cinder, hard, hard cinder um uh paved trails uh that go from here to literally you can go all the way to chicago on on trails um so it's just you know there's a lot to do and just 
really great, great area to check out and bring your family to do all this stuff too. You know, it, it's awesome that you mentioned that. Um, what is it called? It, so for for a lot of like the charity rides that you know go on, um, you know they originate in lacrosse and they'll span through Wisconsin down to Chicago. I know some go as far down as like Nashville on those trails. So it's quite it's quite the distance uh, where those where those bike paths go. But I'm glad you touched on that because a lot of people don't know, but I also, I do uh, trail riding as well. So um, oh, nice. taking there to explore, yeah, taking the bike up there to explore is uh, is something. I, and I see, you know, those bluffs, man, those bluffs look beautiful to ri- go riding through. Um, yeah, they, they really well, are. And I mean, our mountain bike trails keep getting ever expanded. And, um, uh, you know, we have a national trail builder, uh, Aaron Rodgers, not the, the Packer quarterback but Aaron Rodgers from Duluth Minnesota who is uh, nationally renowned with rock solid trail building he comes in um, we got we have a contract with him uh, to, to keep building our, our the outdoor recreation alliance uh, has a has a goal of 50 miles in five years and so they're constantly um, working with the city and the park and rec and community partners to continue to build those trails and those mountain bike uh, trails to not just in La Crosse, but in La Crescent, Minnesota, right across the river and, and on Alaska and just this whole region to to really put this area um, apart in, in terms of mountain biking uh, from really anywhere else in the Midwest. So it, and it's awesome. And it, like from beginner to absolute expert, there's something from ever, for everyone on, on those mountain bike trails. And uh, and I mean expert. There's, <laughs> there's some videos out there and I've been on the trails myself and there's some stuff that I'm a thrill seeker, man, but I won't touch a couple of those things. <laughs> you know, there um, two episodes, yeah, two episodes ago, uh, I, I interviewed, uh, uh, oh man, Erin um, Mathis from uh, Utah, and I was telling her, you know, we, were, you know, when I was down in uh, Moab, I went mountain biking out there. Mountain, it was four days of uh, trail riding, and then uh, through three nights of primitive camping and it was awesome but man because you're going on black diamond uh paths down there it you know it i took some wipeouts man and they weren't fun <laughs> nice as much that as would i be, loved that it would be fun. yeah that sounds like a fun trip and uh, i mean moab what a beautiful area too yeah oh, absolutely yeah. so we touched on it briefly uh if you so you know, we're going talking about vineyards. Let's talk about bars. You had to give three bars for you know. You leave the kid with grandma, and uh, you go out. What three bars would you uh, tell people to go check out? Did you say this is who I would tell grandma to go check out? Is that what you said? Oh wow, <laughs> the lag. Pretty. That's a pretty bad lag to have uh, that come out that way. No, no, no! You're leaving the kids home with grandma. You guys are going out for the night. Oh. What bars are you checking out? <laughs> yeah, that's very different. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, well, uh, yeah, those are two very opposite ends of the spectrum. Grandma, the grandma's bars are called supper clubs in Wisconsin. Okay, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, geez. Oh, man, man, man. Um, I'll throw mine you know, out. River rats. Yeah, River Rats is a great one. There's no question about that. That's a fun bar. Um, that's a cool bar for sure. Uh, Howie's 
is is a pretty cool bar on the uh it's more towards campus area of uh of lacrosse that's a really neat bar um great sports bar tons of tvs great food uh great drinks good atmosphere pretty cool place um if you you know if i'm if i'm with if my wife has any say in this she loves country music and likes to stomp her boots a little bit okay. she's gonna pick broncos for sure and right downtown which is just a just kind of a dumpy place but it's fun man it's a it's really fun. i'm in There's that same boat with your brother <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I mean, there's literally nothing in it except uh, a couple dartboards and uh, and cheap bush light, and uh, it's it's a good time with great country music. Uh, it's a lot of fun as uh, the night gets a little longer. It might be it's typically one of the last places we'll we'll stop at uh, for that reason. And uh, in my if and if I was still in college or a little younger still, the last one I would pick, which everyone needs to check out if they've never been here, and if you're in a little more party mood is uh shooters downtown which is uh uh i mean it's the same thing it's a hole in the wall bar but uh incredibly strong drinks mixed um literally has the 2010 and the 1996 packer games from the super bowl championships on repeat on the only two uh tvs that are in there and they're still box tvs and uh old as can be it's dark he wears a headlamp pouring drinks uh, I mean, it's just a, it's a, kind of a unique, just again, if you're partying at the end of the night, maybe that's maybe where I would, I would suggest hitting up uh, at least for one, one drink to check it out. And they're always playing nineties dance music, which is so fun. Places just oh, happen, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so that's a, that's a good time for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, kind of all over the spectrum on that one. Those all sound like places I, you'd find me at. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So the next morning comes. You know, everyone's hungover. We gotta take the kids somewhere. What What are some family fun places to go to uh, in the cross yeah. area? For sure. So a couple. I mean, uh, we have a trampoline park here in town. Uh, which is awesome. It's just a couple of years old now and uh, uh, just phenomenal. Uh, they have like obstacle course, kind of that ninja warrior type of courses in there, as well as all the trampoline parks, big sled slides. Um, so that's just a really unique area there. Uh, fun, fun place for the kids that can, you know, hopefully really tucker them out pretty good while you guys can nurse your wounds a little bit from the <laughs> night before. Um, and, uh, and then we also, you know, depend, again, depends on kind of the age of the kids and stuff, but there's a children's museum in right downtown Lacrosse That's phenomenal. Uh, a lot of really cool interactive, uh, exhibits going on all the time. Um, it's not, a, it, they're constantly changing their exhibits. Um, you know, they've had everything from all kinds of cool dinosaur stuff that, you know, comes in, um, to, uh, and national like exhibits that come in to um, the Blue Man Group, like really cool musical stuff that was going on, which I, I went out and, and checked that out. I don't have, I do have a kid now, but I didn't at the time. I went and checked that out myself because I thought it was super cool and it was so fun. I had a great time playing with all that stuff. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a really unique place too. Great for the kids and the family. And uh, yeah, those, I mean, those would probably be the two that I would, I would definitely pick first. And then, uh, um, you know, if after that it's, 
it's really up to you what else you'd like to do and what your interests are because again there's something for everybody if you there's the art scene a lot of cool um you know museums and and um sculptures throughout town and some different kind of self-guided things you can do or or go to the pump house and check out the the great uh art gallery there or check uh you know um one of the the live shows going on at the the community uh theater uh beautiful community theater weber center that's right downtown on the mississippi river state-of-the-art facility beautiful place too um so again a lot a lot of different options there just kind of depends what else you like to do um but uh for sure the the trampoline park and the the uh, kids museum children's museum would definitely be on the top of that list for sure awesome 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 so for everyone listening, I hope you guys realize how much of a hidden gem lacrosse is right now because I'm ready just to go up there right now and just hang out. <laughs> so can you, um, just for some listeners for perspective, can you give a little bit of uh, time travel-wise, uh, you know, from either, you know, from all directions, from the south, north, east, and west, just so people have an idea uh, of travel to, uh, going there? Absolutely. Um, you know, so if you're from, uh, one thing is we have, a, we have an airport that literally connects to Minneapolis, Chicago, and Detroit with daily flights. So literally from anywhere in the world, you can get to La Crosse via our airport. It's a really nice, beautiful airport. Um, see some good flights um, every day. So not a big airport by any means, but it's a it's a very nice, good, uh, uh, you know, trustworthy airport that uh, you you know your flights are always in and out of, no issues typically. Um, so the airports again, we can get anywhere. Minneapolis is only two and a half hours away. Um, uh, Madison is less than two hours. Milwaukee is. Just under, you know, three hours, two and a half to three hours away. Um, Chicago's four, four and a half, depending again where you're at in the Chicagoland area. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's not. I mean, those would be the big ones I would pick. You know, to the east side of the state, if you're going over to, you know, Green Bay, it's again about three hour drive over to that that side of the state. Um, uh, down to uh, Dubuque and and that kind of thing is about two, two and a half hours. Um, so really, we're kind of just really smack dab in the center of, you know, on the, the west side of Wisconsin, uh, right on the Mississippi River, bordering Minnesota, um, 20 miles from Iowa. Literally, we have a lookout here right in, in La Crosse called Granddad Bluff, where you can see all three states and across the river and across the valley and overlooks the city. It's beautiful. Um, so it's just a really the tri-state area, kind of in the middle of everything. It's just a great center point for kind of everything. Uh, one of the major hubs on the Mississippi River. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's because those would probably be the big ones and definitely not too far of a drive from really anywhere um, for a quick, if you want to do a day trip or, uh, you know, or uh, spend the night, um, which I would suggest there's there's too much cool stuff to do and breweries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to you don't want to go home afterwards. You got to spend the night and enjoy it. So absolutely. Awesome. Well, there you guys have it for that part of our segment. Uh, I hope that gives you guys insight. But now we're going to move on to one of my favorite parts of this segment. It's time for Game of True Confessions. So I hope you thought of your questions. So, and I'm going to let you tell the story and 
I'm going to tell you whether that's BS or if it's true. Sure. So I had to think about this quite a bit. I didn't know how PG I needed to keep it, but so I decided to keep it pretty PG. But uh, uh, I told you before, I was a thrill, thrill, I'm a thrill seeker. Um, but uh, so anyway, I've uh, uh, loved, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Like I was telling you, mountain biking, things like that. But um, I did uh, uh, a parachute jump um, a couple of times, and then I got to the point where, you, you know, you could do it on your own type of thing. And the, the, the one time I've ever done that, then my chute didn't open. And so I had to do the, the backup, and, uh, I mean, that freaked me out. That's why it's the only time I've done the solo parachute. That's actually that that's very believable because um, I know somebody else who that's happened to and they won't ever get back in a plane. <sighs> BS? So you're going BS or truth? I'm going that you're telling me the truth on that, brother. Nah, I'd BSing you. Ah, damn. Never parachuted in my life. I would love to. I'm I'm jacked to do it, but I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, I know somebody, and I actually know somebody who that's happened to, and they have, uh, they're afraid to fly now, so. <laughs> I don't blame them. That, that would be terrifying. That, absolutely. All right, well, I got one for you. Yeah, let's hear it. I hope this. All right, so. It was October of 2019, and I was in La Crosse, Wisconsin. It was day two of the Trail Series tournament. And the night before, we went out. We had some drinks, but you know nobody got crazy because we had to be out on the water super early. So we launched. We launched at, you probably know the location of the beach that's right across from, like, the condo areas that's right next to the airport. So we Black launched there. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so I found a prime spot. I'm talking like, oh, I'm going to pull some bass out of here. Like, this is going to be the ticket kind of spot, right? So pull up to the spot, and I start jigging. All right, cool. All of a sudden, man, I feel my stomach go, and then it goes, and I go, crap, this is not going to be good. So in my midst of of trying not to panic because it is going to happen, and whether I'm ready for it or not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So I start... I start pedaling around and I find like this marshy area, this little backwater cove. I'm like, oh, okay. I think I'm going to be okay here. And no, because it's the other side of all the condominiums that are over there. I'm like, crap. So now I'm, I'm starting to sweat. I'm getting like jittery because I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do. But it's not, this is not going to wind up good. So I keep, I keep going further into this marsh. I'm like, there better be no snakes, nothing back here. And I go to put my, I, I take my paddle and I put it in the water. I'm like, this is like two foot of water. There's no way this is going to happen right here. It, and I'm like at the shallowest point. I'm like, 
Oh, God. So, I'm like, well, maybe this could happen off the, the side of the kayak. So, oh, drop trout and that work. No, that, that's not going to happen there either. All right. Well, the next and the only option I have left, there's a nice full 20-ounce cup of coffee that uh, that I had – that I wound up, you know, I threw the coffee out the cup, and in the end, it wound up being a 20-ounce shit. And oh it all made it in there. And unfortunately oh. for the people who might have been hiking in the woods because I wasn't keeping it in the boat, I chucked that thing right back onto land somewhere. So oh uh, this this was my uh, horrible experience in lacrosse. <laughs> and uh, I, I'll always remember the 20 ounce shit. <laughs> and for those out there too who, who kayak, you know, the one thing, the first thing I learned, there was a wise man who once said, never leave shore without baby wipes in your kayak. And whoever that man was, thank you. Yeah, I've heard that. I've not yet done that, which I need to. I, I believe the story wholeheartedly because um, I know the feeling that you're talking about. I've never had to get to that point, but my goodness, I, I can understand it. But um, the only thing that I would even question is that you were able to keep it in the 20-ounce cup. <laughs> I feel like there's no way that's not a 24-ounce or 32. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll say I believe it. That is 100% true. You can ask wow. Brian Sheeler. <laughs> that was one of the most yeah, horrifying a, moments of my story. life. That's a real BS story. That's not BS. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, oh I legit thought it was going to be the outcome was going to be a lot worse and it wound up being just fine. Hell. So. Well, folks, there you have it. There's the 20-ounce um, crap uh, story that <laughs> I told I'd save one day for the podcast, and you just happen to be my lucky victim to share the story with. Lucky me. <laughs> and lucky I'll leave so, listeners. Oh, yeah. So, in closing, do you got any sponsors or uh, anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Well, first and foremost, obviously, we're talking because of Explore Lacrosse. So, obviously, everyone check out the website. Every ounce of information to come visit this uh, this beautiful area, you know, from hotels to attractions to the restaurants we talked about and so many more um, are right on our website, explorelacrosse.com. The, uh, the Facebook page, we're doing sweepstakes and giveaways all the time. Check out our Facebook, Explore Lacrosse uh, Facebook page. And then uh, if you're looking just for fishing stuff, uh, we have our own fishing page, too, called Fish Lacrosse, so be sure to check that out. Um, so, again, obviously, uh, that's first and foremost is all of those. Uh, again, then for me personally with fishing, um, definitely have some, some people I always love to shout out. They support me. I always want to support them back. And uh, if anybody gets a chance, go check out uh, some of these great groups and uh, organizations as well. Uh, Blackfish Gear makes some of the best um rain gear on the market no question about it and great upf high you know great sun shirts things like that actually my um we're we're required to wear masks in the office now so my buff is my blackfish uh 
you know, that's my the, my mask that I wear around for any of the the places, that, including the office and everywhere else that we got to go. So that the if you need one yet, check it out. But um, so Blackfish gear is phenomenal. Um, my ALX rods, love those things. Phenomenal rods. Um, just yeah, I can't say enough about those. Obviously, a bona fide kayak team, bona fide. Again. Everybody's different, but the Bonafide for me, no question about it, best vessel I've ever been in uh, for my my the way I fish. Yakutak gear, obviously, is all the great accessories, everything you can't, you know, can't say enough about them. Um, Raymarine, whenever I do use, a, a, you know, the fish finder or sonar, getting on some new lakes or anything like that, uh, or exploring new waters, the Raymarine obviously is, is always super helpful and everything along those lines. Uh, and powered obviously by Dakota Lithium, I think best battery that I've ever that I've ever used, uh, and uh, it's so versatile. I use it in all my ice fishing and everything else. And that thing, I swear to God, it doesn't die. It's unbelievable. Um, Lure Lock makes cool, uh, you know, the the gel, uh, uh, you know, tackle storage, phenomenal stuff. And um, and just came out tacticam just came out with a fish eye it's like a gopro but cheaper and made specifically for fishing uh you know 199 dollars comes with a head mount and makes uh absolutely takes incredible video um very versatile it's waterproof up to 30 uh 30 feet in the water um just a it, it, app to your phone you can do so much with it the you can actually um, you know, do all your videos and, and do some editing right from your phone with multiple cameras, save the videos, post them right from there to Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Uh, just a really cool camera that I helped actually um, with some of the, the development and, and testing and the prototypes and everything. Literally, they just came out and they're phenomenal. So definitely check out Tacticam. So uh, again, thanks to all those guys. They're just great products and, and great groups to work with. And so couldn't do everything without them. So and after this is over, I'm going to check out Tacticam. <laughs> Dude, they're sweet, man. You're not going to be disappointed. They actually just posted a video. I shared some uh, some uh, video content that I was getting for them with one of their pro with their prototypes that they just shared uh, yesterday, I think. So you get to see see me on on their page a couple of times every if you check out their uh, Instagram or their Facebook too. So yeah, nice. see my ugly mug once again. <laughs> all right well with that being said thank you so much for coming on talking about lacrosse i appreciate you and i'm very sure our listeners are going to appreciate what you had to offer to us and guys please continue to listen check out the uh bracket series for the pnf uh angler of the pod Tomorrow, Sunday, uh, we're going to have matchups, and for the next three weeks to follow, there are going to be some good matchups coming up as well. Um, I'm kind of scoping out my area. I'm going up against Mr. Brad Hicks, and I think maybe I might have something, something up my sleeve, just maybe. So tune in and see, and you guys will see you off the water. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. 
Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle and Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. 